0: Love Talk Radio.
1: My sons, keep them. Please forgive me. Oh this woman went and put a hex on me. Not me. Oh, now, I probably shouldn't watch that girl undress for me
2: To Spiritual 411 Presents Transformation into Transfiguration My name is Reverend Arlene Cahet and I am your host For this evening Now I want to send uh, An apology out to our Followers who've been following us Because I've noticed That uh, quite a few of you have been Going back and reviewing The archives of many of the shows that we've done We We Apparently, both my husband and myself needed to take a sort of a sabbatical from or a short time away from the show um, to to sort of regroup and find out which direction infinite intelligence was putting us into and. And so we took a little bit longer than we had anticipated to get back, but we are so happy that you have stayed with us and are listening now. Now, before I get started with what we're going to be talking about for the show, I am going to have us get prayed in with the Lord's Prayer, and it is sung by... Uh, Thomas Law Walker. It is also said in Aramaic, so don't you know? Don't you just stick with stick with us, and we'll be right back.
0: What I'm a
2: to go ahead and get into our subject matter tonight, which is transformation into transfiguration. So just in case many of you are wondering, um, this particular theme actually comes from the theme that we have at the Universal Centers for Love, which is um, my faith has been resurrected. And so one of the ongoing messages that have been going so far with this month has been that that resurrection isn't isn't like the uh dying, the physical dying of of uh whomever a, a spiritual figure may be um and then the resurrecting or the coming back to life so much because this is this has been the month that uh um that the month of of Easter and what have you and and, and actually there are some more resurrection stories other than the one that are told uh about the Christ. However, the ongoing theme has been about how Change and transformation are taking place um, with an individual as they continue to make their spiritual walk in their particular in their lives and being being not the same as they once were. I know that this last Sunday, Reverend Harvey gave a sermon about how um, he had a resurrection of faith coming pretty much from a background where he did not, his mother was not what you would call a truly religious individual. She, she did not go to church very often. I mean, she, she would take him um, until something would happen and, and then they would no longer go because his mother did not necessarily Um, Jail with the crowd That she was associating with And so He was pretty much Kind of raising himself for a long Time And he had gotten into the Army um, And his intention Was actually to To become um, An agent Whether or not it was for The Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA, Um, he had gotten into the Army and what they do in the Army pretty much is um, teach you how to become a weapon. And he, he talked about how things shifted for him because of the nature of relationships how he became transformed because of the relationships that he had we talked about his first wife he talked about um one of his uh, one of his great loves and how she changed him and now that he had like this responsibility of of other people who who cared about him and that he had to care for that there rose up within him, another being, another spiritual uh, being that was in conflict for the most part with this killing machine um, that he was intending on being when he um, entered that particular uh, life. So... He talked about continuously how that transformation took place, and that if you were to tell the, his 18 year old self that he would be a minister today and that he would be talking um, to. The congregation about his experience and his transformation that 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 18 year old and the man that he is today would just be <laughs> totally at odds with each other and uh, he you know that the 18 year old would never have been able to see that but that infinite intelligence had a different plan for him and so what I want to talk about it's similar to that but in In the sense that um for myself, this type of transformation um, was something that had been ongoing for me too when I was growing up, one of the things that I had experienced was um i I would say that the main thing that my family did was they would take me to church, and I would I would learn about this, uh, learn about the God of the Old Testament, and I was given uh, this red. Bible when in my in my formative years that looked like a comic book it's a comic technically it was a comic book with all of the stories in the Bible with there where there was a, you know the stories were dramatized um, in in a way that that was in comic book form and in my understanding of God during that time, that conceptualization, the God that I had an understanding of was capricious, meaning that, uh, you know, God was sort of changeful and abrupt, and you never knew whether or not God was going to answer your prayer or not. And, and you know, I I also had this feeling of you know i you know when i would go to church yeah i would see the people in my family um or the people in the church really be engaged in this um sort of uh, praise uh, praise and worship, that that was something that I never really quite connected to, and I I had spent a long time wondering what was up with me, and why was I not really engaged in this experience? Now, I want to also share with people that... my view and conception of um, Christianity has actually gone through like a shift and change. I I would say that the people who were around me, even though, um, even though, you know, the people around me did not have what I would consider um, deep intellectual thought, about it, that what I was reading was meant to be taken literally at least that was my d- idea and conception and there were there were things that I was reading in the um Old Testament of the Bible that that just did not really make any sense to me, and then all of a sudden you switched into
1: the new testament
2: um where you have this figure that is called Jesus, and he's 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 supposed to be the savior of, uh, savior of us all. Now, um, there wasn't um, a deep conversation about the things that I saw or was reading in the Bible. All I knew was that there were a lot of things that were being brought up that were in conflict with me. You know, one thing that I really found interesting was that the God of the Old Testament was, you know, okay with killing, even though supposedly he he was telling uh, Moses that you know you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't covet after your your uh, neighbor's wife, you shouldn't you know um, no stealing, no all of all of that and those on those particular particular rules, but. When you go further along in the story and you get to uh, King David, um, the guy was up there actually proposing war uh against uh people and and that you should not serve any gods before him and that he was jealous and and that made absolutely no sense to me like like uh, it doesn't understand i didn't understand you know i didn't understand and and i'm supposed to be praying to this god. like i i don't I, you know is he even going to answer my prayer um and that there was a god that I, I had to i had to please in order to have stuff, so I was very caught up into being the very best person that I could be, so that I could have favor with this this God that was that that would be judgmental and jealous and what have you and oh I have to sell you tell you that that um my conception of infinite intelligence at that time um, was not that great. And I lived with that until I finally got to a point where, you know, I had been going and having my experiences uh, at the church and going because my mother, well, then you know my mother would make me or, or you know, uh, d- yes, I, I just I did not have a liking for for that experience and I I did not see where people's lives were improving and that the people who were around me I didn't really see that their lives were improving. I, d- I did not see people who were operating on a spiritual level where where infinite. And intelligence really just, you know, this God was was making things better. That they were they were living uh, sort of in this place of continuous struggle, and that that the people who had made change. I don't recall them ever saying that it was God that helped them get them through that, that experience, that it was, the life was a struggle and and life was a bit unhappy. <laughs> no these were the thoughts and ideas of a child. So let's fast forward to when I became a teenager and my mother had moved us from out of um, the AME experience that I had when I was younger and into the experience of unity. Now, unity, where we have uh, you know, the, the coming into that experience, I was exposed to Wayne Dyer, and I was exposed to Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson, and all of these considered luminaries of new thought. Um, which is technically old thought, but I'm not going to get into that conversation today. However, they were speaking about a God that that was loving, that wanted the very best for you, that was not all of these things that they talked about in the old testament um of the bible that that you could live the life and experience um that you want however when i you know as i was reading there was there was this sense or this idea that i wasn't quite sure of you know of how that was done but I kept at it uh, kept at this idea um, that that this the the idea of the the God that I grew up with or that I had thoughts about was something else than other than what I had been taught and also during this time I had also had developed this interest in Buddhism as well and so the things that I was learning in Buddhism about the four, um, you know, four—I think it was the Eightfold Path and the Four Noble Truths—and you know, what you're you're looking to be and right thought, right action, right speech, and right—you uh, know, just being your very best. That was something that was far more in alignment with what um, I you know th- that i thought was the uh, was the truth and and i guess during that time even though i was having my struggles with with My conception of infinite intelligence, I was being transformed in that time out of the ideas that had been given to me by my teachers, by my parents, and by, you know, the extended family who were a part of raising me. you know i i did not I was not a child that had deep philosophical um conversations with the family because you know I could sense that the type of questions that I would have brought to them they they would not have um and they would not have um been receptive so that was my first transformation out of this idea and conception of of what the, this God I had been thought to believe about was actually something else. But I wasn't quite firm in what that, you know, how that God operated. And so I, you know, I continued to study, I continued to listen to lectures by the great, late uh, Reverend Jack Bolin. <clears throat> And also uh, later, Marianne Williamson, and there were a few other ministers who were actually a part of the church um, that I was attending during that time, in a Unity Church in uh, Detroit, Michigan. And I was I was working working with my idea and conception of God, but I will admit that. For me, that God was not quite real for me. I believed in God, but God was not quite real, that I did not feel that the relationship was such a tangible thing where it. It gave me peace and sustain me. Maybe it gave me peace and sustain me in certain aspects or certain times in my experience. However, it wasn't something that was bone deep in my heart and my soul um, about that. The next transformation where my faith got resurrected was when I became an energy healer. And I will say that that experience was far more real to me than anything that I had read in a textbook about God and about manifestation and about, about infinite intelligence that that there were actual techniques in which I was to unite with infinite intelligence myself and then work with an individual. And I was actually experiencing something Um, at first, you know, but it didn't, it did not, that did not come right away. I will say, um, I was introduced to it again by my mother, and when my mother was very instrumental in in helping my faith to grow, um, because because even though she she grew up in the Christian faith, my mother was a bit more of a metaphysician than the rest of my family were. Um, you know, she did. And I I think that she had her challenges with her own faith, but she was far more open and far more receptive to other faith traditions or for other, um, what would you say, experiences. And she had taken me, you know, taken me to the Healing Touch Center in um, Farmington Hills, Michigan. I believe that it's actually still there to this day. And she, she asked me to take her. And then after she had me take her there, she was like, why don't you have a session? <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know, I was all game for it. Now, during this time, I was actually going through a health challenge. Um, and so, you know, I wasn't at uh, this health challenge was not having me feel like myself. And I was on my search and my journey to wellness back during that time. So, let, you know, after there was a couple that worked on me and they were they were um, um, and they were married and they worked on me. And during that time, I would say from an energetic perspective, I felt like I was cut in half. Like from my head up into like the torso, I felt fine. But from my torso down to my feet, I did not feel connected. I felt literally like I was energetically cut in half and sure enough when the couple worked on me they found that this um my bioenergetic field which is you know so so let me give you um some context here so you are more than your physical body you have a spiritual spiritual presence that seems to um embody or inhabit your physical body and that that part of your you know that that spiritual presence has an energy uh attached to it like uh, to give you an idea of what that is like if you actually take your non-dominant hand and just Just put it in, you know, right in front of you, and then take your left hand, your whatever your dominant hand is, and put it right over your over top of your hand, not touching it, but just allowing it to just, you know, hover right over there. And if you set the intention to feel you know your where your dominant hand is and just have it go over your fingertips back to your arms and then back to your fingertips you can feel something going on between them even though you were not touching yourself that ladies and gentlemen is a part of your bioenergetic field. That is what you are sensing and you are feeling when you actually do that. And also, if you actually actually have your hands facing towards yourself and imagine like this blue ball being in the center of your hands, you can actually feel the energy. Between you can feel so, feels like something is going on between your hands and that is what you're also seeing your you're experiencing your bioenergetic feel when you do that, when you feel like there is a little bit of it's very subtle, but there is a little bit of resistance to your hands coming together and that is a part of your energy feel. So what happened was they worked on me. And when I, after I had my experience with that, I felt better by that time, better than I had in months. I mean, it, I had been searching for, I'd say, well over six months by this time to run into something that would um, would help me to feel better. I had been doing yoga. I had been doing, you know, stretching and things of that nature, um, but it, was, it still was not quite working. And the people that I had going around in order to... Um, and the people that I had gone around to, um, to you know, see if there was anything could be done, they were they were really kind of stuck in this place of of complaining. And I I didn't want to complain. I wanted to go back to feeling better. I wanted to go back to at least what the way I had felt beforehand. Anyway, we we I had come to this place like, wow, this this stuff really works. <laughs> I felt better. Um, I felt connected. I felt, you know, um, um, I, you know, the clarity that I had, the the mind fog that I had been experiencing, that was gone, and there was in my so my body went through this this place of of achieving some type of homeostasis where I was I was feeling fine, my weight wasn't fluctuating, all of that stuff. And and so I went back, you know, I kept going back and one time there was a person by the name of Kim Sear who was one of the uh, at the time she was one of the instructors there at um the Healing touch center, and she said um, uh, you know i I told her what my goal was, which was to you know facilitate healing in the body and that I really did I really did believe um, that the thyroid could be healed um, or that that my health issue could be healed and and um, she worked on me, and she told me that she wanted me to come back." for at least 7 sessions and, and you know and that my my thyroid um was functioning it was just that the rest of my body didn't realize that my thyroid was in control of the endocrine system and so and so I did I did just that what later on happened was um I got pregnant with my firstborn and it was during a challenging time um i I had just been married. we had been married for uh, a little over um might say about seven to eight months the in in my first marriage and and I had found out that I was pregnant. <laughs> And it was a challenging time. The the country was going through its, you know, challenges back then. I guess it was uh, right around September 11th uh, when the Twin Towers came down. And my, I was, you know, I was upset, Uh, you know. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling quite sure of, you know, the direction. And, I, you know, I, I know that I was definitely feeling stressed and things of that nature. I'm not going to go into conversation about what was happening with the marriage, but um, I did not want my baby to come into the world thinking that, you know, that I did not want him. He was, um, um, you know, he was... A beautiful surprise Uh, However I just thought that the timing of it Wasn't all that great And I started going to The Healing Touch Center And every time they had an opening It was every time that I went And What I I would say After that nine Month of doing that That's when I decided To actually start my journey As a healer So here it is that I've Come out of these faith traditions Where where um, That are mainly Christian based because unity uh, quite is kept Unity even though it is part of The new faith tradition it is Predominantly Um it comes out of the Christian tradition. It's just a different way or different perspective. And even in the Buddhism, um, you know, it none of those things that I've read in books were made quite tangible for me. And, you know, the the, the experience of healing touch brought God closer to me. And it allowed me to be um, more firmly entrenched in my faith walk, you know, because I always believed in something. I just did not know what or what that idea was. And, and so God became more real to me through healing touch than anything else that I had ever experienced it became more real because I was working with the energy of infinite intelligence. I was a part of the energy of infinite intelligence. And I was in that place of actually facilitating healing for people. In their energetic field that also promoted healing within their bodies. And it was in a tangible way because the people that I would work on would feel better. Or the people that I had worked on, if they had, you know, this is the thing that was really interesting to me, they may have had issues with like skin conditions and things of that nature. And <laughs> the skin conditions were healed and they would disappear. And I was like, you know, I was one with infinite intelligence and my spiritual communication with infinite intelligence grew um, through that experience like much of myself became expanded. So this transformation from, from being in this place of, of having this judgmental God to a job a God that worked in unison with me to facilitate healings for others was far more real to me. It made it real, it written you know it it made it real for me and I would say that that was another area of transformation that I moved from a transformation of just like the thought of God, a thought of God being one thing to another thought and God being expressed in a different religion, but in a different way was another transformation. But another transformation took place with me for becoming an energy healer and being in that place of just, being transformed yet again by infinite intelligence with how God was operating um, through me you know through me and as me in a very in a very profound way, and so the stories of healing for Jesus. And the Bible became far more interesting now um, that I had these experiences and been doing it for a very very long time um, in my in my life and and being made real now this transformation has continued <laughs> and has become. Something else even as of now So you may be Asking yourself well okay you keep Talking about Transformation but Where does the transfiguration Come in So I will say That Evident intelligence has been Working with me with that um, and what that looks like. But what we're going to do, because I know I have been talking for a minute here, I am going to take a quick break and I will be right back and I will share my thoughts about that transformation into transfiguration Okay, and so we're back. <laughs> and I am going to continue um, with uh, transformation. But one of the things that I would like for people to understand is, if you're wondering how does, how transformation um, goes into transfiguration, um, what I have found is that infinite intelligence is looking for us to transform our ideas and conceptions about infinite intelligence, um, people's ideas about God really are based on you know what what we have learned from our families if if at all, even if they even operate in that space at all with their spirituality, there is this constant idea um and this that we carry with us this idea that we have been taught by our parents our teachers and those that have raised us and here is something that you may want to consider like whatever you whatever ideas that you may have um about god that have been given to you by your family May not be an actual accurate depiction Of who God really is And whatever your feelings and thoughts About infinite intelligence That you may have <clears throat> whether, or you uh, whether or not you think God is jealous Whether or not you think he's capricious um, Whether or not he cares at all well, Whether or not he doesn't care um, or, or she cares. You get to experience that because the <laughs> the I am presence lives within you. The I am is you. And is operating as you and through you. And so you get to experience. Whatever your ideas and thoughts and conceptions about infinite intelligence is. If you think God is a vengeful God, then you get to live out that experience. Now, here's the thing that I really find interesting, that we have been endowed with the I Am Presence. And so, we have not really been given uh, an instruction manual that that does not seem to be coded. So let me qualify that. Um, we have been given instruction manuals according to uh, what my husband has shared with me, but that that instruction manual is actually coded. That's what he that's what he actually calls the Bible. He says that the Bible is a book of codes. And so but we've we've been given this life uh and in this life we have we have been endowed with this ph- sort of phenomenal cosmic power
1: <laughs>
2: and what is happening is that people are mu- misusing this uh this this cosmic power that we have been endowed with and so you get to experience what it is you think is the operating intelligence of infinite intelligence. You get to experience it. And, you know, you may want to review that because you can have it the way you want. (laughs) Can you imagine? At least this is the continuous download that has been given to me about what is going on, at least in the world. Now think about it. There are many people, and I'm not, it's not really my intention to get political, but it, it, it just seems like the atmosphere is quite right for it. But when you think about you know all of these evangelical Christians who are in support of the current administration and <clears throat> and they support this man now many of them will say something like well the reason why we support him Excuse me, is because he is pro life. But what about all of the other things that this man has been associated with? It he's been associated with lying. He's been associated with cheating on his wife. He's been associated with rape. He has been associated with cheating people out of money. He has been associated with you know with a sort of manic type of consciousness um from one one place to another um <clears throat> and these are i mean are these actually the qualities of the god that you want to serve because any time you bring yourself <clears throat> into an alignment with uh, supporting a person, you are in fact saying that you are those things. You are those things in which this person has done. Um, these are, I, I would say that the behavior exhibited by this particular you know, this particular president is not in alignment with that. <clears throat> he, you know, is <clears throat> interested in um, dismantling anything that is positive and powerful. He he, he isn't necessarily for the people, um, and and <clears throat> all of these things that he's associated with is that. Your representation of God too, because you are in fact a living, breathing testament of the God that you believe in. <clears throat> is that the consciousness of the God that you serve? The the things that this man exhibits, the things that you support, are the you know the support in this man. This is, I mean, all of the other stuff. Never mind whether or not, can, you know, because I I haven't thought about that whole thing with. Um, you know, with um, being pro-life. It would be far better to create a world and create situations where people would not feel that it was necessary to have an abortion, to create a world where, where the children can come into this world with parents who are not quite ready to raise a child and have them surrender that child, and give them a viable option, um, so that they don't have to go down there. So that you can make it illegal, but you you offer no other alternative. That that makes completely no sense. And and when you when you take out that particular component, what are you left with? Think about that for a minute. <laughs> <clears throat> I would say that if anything, you're the whatever that is within you um, that would allow you to support all of these other things that are really rather um, and and if I allow you to if you take out that component and you are left with these things that you see um, is that the God that you are serving? Is that the type of God that you are serving because interestingly enough that that uh, that I will not take away from Donald Trump that <clears throat> that he is an expression of the divine i am but There, there, is, there have been better options out there And it, it seems as if maybe the God that would allow you to be in support of somebody is a false God Or at least not a very nice God at that A very judgmental God and you know, um, capricious and manic. Um, <clears throat> I only say that because you know, of the amount of people that have been fired or who have quit <clears throat> uh, his administration, what allows what allows that? Why is why are these things acceptable? I I don't know. It it's just I it's just that the other thing is is that I see that I see that this energy and this consciousness that surrounds him is is not in alignment with you know what I think that uh infinite intelligence would have us do. We're here to love one another. I mean, it's not like it's not like we're going to be able to get off of this rock. Um, we're supposed to be working some things out if we're all here together. And if infinite intelligence is responsible for having us all be on the planet, that it's supposed to work well for all of us instead of just some of us. Um, so... There is also, with your faith walk, there should be some type of discernment. And what is going on with your discernment that, that this is okay? This is just a thought. <clears throat> I would say that if the God that you are serving is okay with these things, is this expression, an appropriate expression, For healing the world, or do you serve something else? You know, or or are are you still allowing for these ideas, uh, ideas that you may have about God to make this all right? Thank you. So, so let me just. Move on a little bit and just talk about what what are your ideas about God that you have? And does that you have been given an internal barometer of how things are to be? See, because one of the things that I think that people get caught up in is. What they have read and what they have been told about what God is, and they live with that, even though it may internally be against what they themselves may actually feel, think and feel and what they feel feel to be right. We've been giving this internal barometer to to know the difference and and so if it's not in alignment if the even, even if the ideas and conceptions that you may have are not in alignment with that internal guidance system that allows you to know right from wrong you may need to relook at that because Whatever ideas and conceptions that you have about infinite intelligence In some way, shape, or form It gets actually expressed in your life this is, a continu- this, this is a continuous um, download that I've been given That because you are an expression of the divine I am You get to live and be and express your life as that divine I am Being that you... Um, That you profess to serve. If you serve a God that allows war or who is okay with war, then you yourself are warish. If you serve a God that um, is jealous, then you yourself are jealous. If you serve a God that is loving, then you yourself are loving. If you serve a God that is compassionate, you yourself are compassionate. Now, when you have what I would consider opposing ideas taking place with perhaps like a loving God, um, a loving God, and a worship God. Whatever the dominant idea or perception is is what you get to experience in your life. because you are an expression of the divine I am. You have been given this phenomenal cosmic power, and because you've been given this phenomenal cosmic power, you yourself get to experience the most dominant idea of what you think God is. Let me say that again. Because you've been given this phenomenal cosmic power and this idea of what God is, whatever the dominant thought is about the God that you serve is what you get to experience in your life. So if you don't have a God that is into peace, You are, and you you are down with this God that is okay with war, then you are going to experience war in your some part of your experience of your life, because you have been endowed with this phenomenal cosmic power. Think about that for a minute. Hmm. You get to experience what it is your your ideas and conception of God is. Um. That's why there are people who, you know, you know, that have peaceful lives when when it seems like the rest of the world is chaotic around them because they they are an expression of peace. Um, I'm going to take a quick break here and see if I can down some water here to clear out the throat and I will be right back. so we're back okay so okay so i i think that the you know again transformation into transfiguration so one of the things that i want you to understand about your spiritual journey is that your continuous transformation and your continuous um I guess you could say journey of a life is is so that you can fall away from whatever ideas or false conceptions that you may have about infinite intelligence until you get transfigured and transform into and get absorbed back into the one <laughs> and so that you're that so that you are no longer a part of I guess you could say what this earth school um, is showing you. Um, But you get the opportunity to decide whether or not you want to serve a God of love or if you want to serve a God of fear. You get the choice. You get the choice. So... If you're wondering how do you go about if you feel that your your ideas and conceptions about infinite intelligence are not necessarily the best or that God is capricious, and then I would recommend that you write down all of what you would consider the positive attributes of infinite intelligence. And actually, be and sit in meditation with each of those words, and think about those words. You know, um, what does that and what does that look like? What does that feel like? And feel it in your physical experience, so that you can align the the phenomenal cosmic power that you have been endowed with by infinite intelligence and actually have that be and experience that part of your being because you get to actually have it your way Um, to believe in fear or hate and you know hate and love don't operate in the same space so you ha- I would recommend that you actually write those things down you know write those things down that you are actually looking to experience in your life and uh, write those things down that you want to experience of, of infinite intelligence because one of the things, With the instruction manual that has been coded Is that not everybody has an absolute understanding Of what that may look like When they go to whatever spiritual text that they may have Because a lot of times stories were shared in parables Or they're shared in stories Or they're shared in the experiences of an individual But people don't have that clarity and understanding of it Because it is written in code but all of the positive attributes that you're wanting to experience, you need to go ahead and if you apply those those positive attributes and those experiences to infinite intelligence, it will grow and it will Take over the being in your life Because you are marrying those ideas Those thoughts, those feelings To infinite intelligence And has no other choice Other than to obey you Because the divine I am being is, Is you Is operating as you Is you, through you and it will expand. It will expand. That is the ultimate expression of what is really happening in your experience. Whatever your idea and conception of incident intelligence that is most dominant is what you are experiencing in your life. And you get to choose. You get to choose. So if there are any ideas that you have that are in conflict with what it is that you're wanting to experience, I would just say that you do not, that you do not put your energy and your focus into that because everything that you, where everything that you think about and feel about, you bring about into your physical experience. And whenever you have a place where you're in conflict with, you know, that those, those ideas within yourself are in conflict, whatever the dominant, dominant part of that thought That you may have Is what you get to experience When you get to experience Infinite intelligence You get to experience The dominant dominant thought That you have about infinite intelligence And it gets expressed in your life It becomes a part Of your being It becomes about, um, becomes a part Of your expression In your life Another thing that I would also recommend is that you need to fall deeply in love with yourself because, you know, that is another aspect that I think that many human beings, you know, fail to realize when you look at yourself and you find yourself in judgment of yourself. That that is the other aspect of it It's not just about what you think about God But it's about what you think about yourself That you get to experience in your life Because remember, you are the divine I am presence You get to experience the, the way you expect it to And you get to be right You get to be right Every time I can assure you That the God that I serve does not look at you like the worm of the earth. When infinite intelligence created you, you were the most beautiful thing that he ever envisioned, and he breathed life into you. He, she, it breathed life into you and took a great deal of joy in the creation of you. and loves you deeply and wants you to have the most joyous experience possible. So if infinite intelligence sees you that way, who else around you? I mean, that is how, if that's who you are, that is who you are, that is truly who you are but if you think poorly about yourself and you have been imbued with this uh the you've imbued with this phenomenal cosmic power <laughs> and i i keep saying those words because i want people to get uh, to really get that part of it that 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 it is just that powerful that it gets to expand because i can assure you that i think that the the man in the White House does not really like himself at the end of the day. now with with all that's going on, whatever his self conversation is, we are getting to experience it on a very globe in, in a very uh, expanded and expansive way. And whatever self-conversation that he's having, I I could see that, that that's not what I want to experience. Anyway, you are getting into that place. Your transformation is working into your transfiguration where you are... I guess you could say transform back into light and you have the come back into the illumined presence of infinite intelligence. And there, there are techniques and things of that nature in order to make that happen. But when you make, Your spiritual journey, your number one priority You will be introduced to the teachers That will put you in alignment With that transfiguration When you are ready That part of your journey will begin And it will be significantly different Than anything that you may have experienced Um, But Ultimately, that is what we are all looking to um all are working towards and but there is there is this predominant
1: uh,
2: i guess you could say there are. There are teachers who are out there who 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 teach that type of thing um that teach people to become human beings to to experience, uh, um experience the rainbow body the rainbow body and transform themselves into light so that they um so that they can have um a different type of a experience as they go through their uh, a different type of resurrection of of life experience. So, family, that is all that I really have for us today. And just so that you know, the songs that we played earlier, I, I just I, I will admit that the song that I played the the first time around, um, the Sins of our father, I've I've just I am. A fan of the talent of Usher, um, that song was not necessarily congruent with the message that I had here today. But I, uh, I figured, well, you know, you guys haven't heard from me in a while. It, I can, I could change it up if I want to. The next one that I played was um, "Oh, I Walk in the Love of God" by Ricky Byers Beckwith. And I am light by India R.A. But we will be back. Honey, is there any particular time that you think that you're going to be doing a show? I'm asking. And he's listening to something else. So, All right. But um, he is going to be coming back to doing shows as well. But I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me. Um, and thank you so much to our followers and fans who have you know that have that stuck with us uh during this time i do we do apologize but uh, for taking so long but i think that we actually needed the break in order for us to get our bearings as to what it is that we were looking to do next so what i am going to play because transformation into transfiguration is about us going back home uh, to going back to a true home, our true home. Anyway, love, peace, and blessings. And uh, the song is way back home by Prince. And I will see you soon. Blessings, everyone.
1: any person or object whatsoever that requires your attention is something that has veered from its path and preordained destiny to total enlightenment. I never wanted a typical life, scripted role, a <laughs> trophy wife, all I ever wanted to be left alone, see my bed made up at night cause in my dreams I roam i to fight.